You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary with you guys, getting you ready for Nebraska, Oklahoma. Sooners coming to Lincoln Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. And we decided to go down to Norman, and we're joined on the Honda Lincoln Hotline by Chris Plank of Sooners Radio Network, as well as 94.7 Ref down in Norman. Chris, hey, appreciate the time, man. How's everything going down in Norman? Good. There's a lot of excitement. I think fans are pumped to get back up to Norman for the first time, or back up to Lincoln for the first time since 2009, hoping for less than five interceptions um, this time around. But there's a lot of excitement anytime two traditional rivals like this get together, and and obviously much different energy for OU uh, heading into Saturday than what they had last year. I want to get to the the whole coaching, you know, news or, or I guess changes for the mm-hmm. for Oklahoma because Nebraska is going through some for themselves. But first, when I say Nebraska Oklahoma, we've been asking our listeners all week. I mean, when you, when you hear Nebraska Oklahoma, what is your first memory? Well, for for me as somebody who moved to Oklahoma in the early '90s, right? I my first year whenever I had moved to Oklahoma was '93. It wasn't always good news for Oklahoma, man. It was uh, <laughs> it was challenging through a majority of those nineties. You kind of get your heads kicked in by uh, by Nebraska. But as I you know, I moved to uh, Norman in 2015 after you know I've, I've lived in in Oklahoma my entire adult life, and you learn right. You learn about Barry versus Tom. You learn about the game of the century. You learn about Johnny Rogers. You learn about Billy Sims. And this past summer. Uh, someone had donated a bunch of old tapes, old play-by-play tapes to us. And we went back and listened to a lot of the great games. And it was just, you know, you hear the names and you hear the legends and the legacy. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily someone that grew up in a college football household. So, you know, that, that Friday after Thanksgiving, that tradition wasn't something that was a big deal in my house. But, man, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I moved to Oklahoma, it was, boom, in your face. And, it was really cool to see Oklahoma get its program back to where it needed to be in the early 2000s. And, you know, still to this day, Nick, people talk about that game in Norman in 2000. It's one of the greatest home games in the history of Oklahoma Sooner football between OU and Nebraska. So it's special. It, it really, truly is, even if you're not a diehard historian lifer for Oklahoma Sooner or Nebraska Cornhusker football. Yeah, I always find it fascinating because you always hear, you know, the the Eric Crouch pass in 2000 or or the obviously the Johnny Rogers in 1971 in the game of the century, but that's from a Nebraska mm-hmm. fan perspective. So I'm always fascinated to hear from maybe an Oklahoma Sooners perspective on on what their their first memory is. I, I guess for for Oklahoma fans and for you your listeners down for the ref and and throughout Sooners Radio Network what is their vibe? Like, what's their opinion right now? You guys are 2-0. and Nebraska's obviously 1-2 and and going through a coaching change, and, and Mickey Joseph is the interim. What is your guys' vibe or, or opinion going into this game on Saturday? Well, I think it's twofold, right? I, I think, number one, if Oklahoma's who most of us feel they are, if they're a top 10, top 5 team this year, then they should go on the road and beat a Nebraska team that just gave up a bazillion yards to Georgia Southern. But I also think that everyone hits pause and realizes, man, this is still Nebraska. And we, it's still 
a program to, in my opinion, to fear. It's kind of just a little side road. It's kind of weird. I work on Sirius XM, and my producer on Big 12 Radio is a Michigan State alum. And it was always interesting because he's younger. He's in his early 20s. And I, I don't know you're younger, Nick, but he said, you know, it's weird because Nebraska, to me, was always the team that I felt like we were going to beat at Michigan State. And it's just, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. That's just not Nebraska football. But taking it back to current day, it's still Nebraska. Um, it's the ranked opponent heading into Lincoln. It's a big game. Mickey Joseph uh, is is got everyone fired up, and understandably so. And it's the, the outside of hey, you're a ranked team. You go in, you take care of business. If we are who you think you are, there's also this other thing that that second part of it, and it's it's an unknown. I would say it's fear. It's just it's unknown. Nobody you know. We did a three hour show today. I just got off the air, and our question was, what do you expect from Nebraska? Like, what do we know? Right? What do we truly know? It's it's a team that came into the season as a double-digit favorite over Northwestern, and if not for an ill-timed onside kick, they might win that game, and they might win it going away. Uh, we saw Casey Thompson put up a thousand yards on Oklahoma last year throwing the ball at Texas. Um, we know their defense has struggled this season in Nebraska, but what do you truly know? And I think that unknown is is kind of concerning, right? And and I know there were 10 in-season, and by in-season, I don't include the bowl games, but there were 10 in-season coaching changes last year, and the, the new coach was able to win four of those, including TCU beating Baylor, right, whenever Baylor was a ranked team. So I just think there's a lot of unknown. I think that's where Oklahoma fans are right now, and just curious to see how OU responds in its first true road test and to see what Nebraska is going to be all about. It's funny that you mentioned unknowns because that's kind of where we're at. I mean, you and I talked yesterday. That's kind of where mm-hmm. we're at. The, the curiosity has has really ro- has really arisen, I should say, um, in in these last you know seventy two hours since Mickey Joseph took over. Uh, we're joined by Chris Plank of the Sooners Radio Network as well as ninety four seven The Ref, like you mentioned a minute ago, does some work for for SiriusXM and Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned the environment, Chris, and Dylan Gabriel's a guy who came from UCF, was initially committed to UCLA, but then switched his commitment during the offseason to Oklahoma. First of all, like kind of a two-parter, how big of a get was that for you guys after you lost Caleb Williams to USC? And then second, I mean, is there any concern uh, about a couple of the guys going into this environment in Lincoln? Sure because it'll be the biggest crowd and, and the most hostile crowd that Dylan Gabriel has ever played in front of. And, you know, Brent Venables has talked about it quite a bit. I think it's like 40% I've never suited up uniform before, the first game of the season. And now you're going into your first road game, 11 a.m. kick, in front of some of the greatest fans, if not the greatest fans in college football, uh, you know, Coach Venables joked about it. He's like, tell you to love you. They're going to they're gonna pat you on the back, and then they're going to be more anti-you than you can imagine whenever that game kicks off. And I, I think, you know, you're, you're staying an hour out of town. You know, we're staying in Omaha. So that 11 a.m. kick, that pushes things back a little bit earlier for this team. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some concern. But, you know, before the, the Dylan question, I hope you guys have been able to kind of catch just how big this is to Brent Venables. I mean, holy – I'm telling you right now, I mean, the way he talks about Nebraska, and I know Scott Frost was the home run hire, right? Whenever he was chosen, this was a no-doubter at the time. But, man, I'd be – I would have thought Brent Venables would take Nebraska in a heartbeat. This, this rivalry, this matchup means something to him. And I think that, um, that resonates with his players. So, sure, there's a fear to 
coach of how some guys will respond in that environment. But the coach has been really dialed in on making sure his guys know how important this is. And then the, the, the other part, you know, it's interesting because Dylan Gabriel committed to Oklahoma before Caleb Williams had made his final decision. And that's what, you know, it's kind of interesting now looking back, Caleb Williams' dad wants to get in the headlines saying, well, you know, they kind of pushed him away. No, no, no. Everyone always wanted Caleb to stay, but they, they were giving very mixed signals. And it's wild because Dylan Gabriel was at a point where he was literally at an airport getting ready to get on a plane and enroll at UCLA, and he would have been a Bruin this year. I mean, minutes away from doing that. So it's been really big for them to get him. They take my gosh, Nick, they have, they have brought in some quarterbacks now because they have him. They brought General Booty from the Juco ranks. Uh, Bevel transferred in from Pitt. You know, they, who knows Mark Whipple well from being his backup quarterback last year and starting in the, in the bowl game for him. So uh, they, they've really they've, they've improved the depth in that room, and Dylan Gabriel has been a leader from day one. And is, I don't know where they would be. I don't know where they would be right now if Dylan Gabriel hadn't transferred in. It's been a big gift for him. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. We're joined by Chris Plank of Sooners Radio Network here, and we mentioned Brent Venables, and I kind of want to dive a little deeper here. I'll ask sure. you a broad question, and I kind of want you just to run with it. What kind of coach is Brent Venables? Passionate, um, energetic, focused, and the term that they use a lot is holistic. So uh, I'll try to keep it as concise as I can, and I apologize. I'm getting into one bad sell area here on my drive. But when Brent Venables took over, he it was it was a little different. Number one, he's um he's like a prodigal son, right? He was part of Bob Stoops' first coaching staff in 1999. He was a part of a team that won the first national championship, and gosh, what was it, 20 odd years at Oklahoma? So Brent Venables was always a guy that Sooner fans adored and then he goes to Clemson and we know the rest is history there became one of the greatest defensive coordinators in the game so when he came back it was okay we're getting back we're getting back to what Sooner football is all about but he also did something that most people don't do when they come to a program that's you know had won six consecutive conference championships before last year had won 10 straight game or 10 games five of the last six years and had played in four of the last six playoffs Nick, he came in and changed everything. I mean, he stripped it, as he likes to say, to the studs. They redid the, the meeting rooms. They, uh, they're going to build a brand-new state-of-the-art football facility, right? That's just football only. They're, they're, they absolutely changed the way in which they 
kind of laid out their schedule. I mean, he came in, dude, with this mindset of we're doing everything different. And that's hard for people, right? Because you come in and there's administrators that say, whoa, wait a minute here. We've, we've been consistently winning games here, right? We've won championships. Why are you changing everything? But is it's, it's more than just obviously a holistic approach, man. It's the mind, it's the soul, it's the body, right? They're, they started this thing called the, um, the soul mission where they have three, four former players who are there for these guys to help them in the community and help them through things that maybe coaches can't. Um, they, they really, the, the outreach the community outreach has been big. The, the student side of it, the life lessons that, dare I even say the, the faith side of it has grown. So, all of the things off the field, it's been incredible to see how he's changed. And, you know, he's, he's brought this holistic approach. And so far through two games, it's, it's worked. Now let's see in its biggest challenge of the season so far how this team handles, right, the, the, the new leadership. But, you know, long answer to a short question, what kind of coach has he been? Man, he has been driven. And it has been really, really fun to see. It's different. We're we're joined by Chris Plank of Sooners Radio Network, and you kind of mentioned former players, and I want to I want to be careful about how I ask this because it's kind of a delicate subject right now with Nebraska, as I'm sure, sure you can understand, because Nebraska and Oklahoma two tradition rich programs, and how how active are are former players? I know obviously you guys got a lot of former players on the staff, including Demarco Murray, who's the running backs coach. But, I mean, how active are former players just involved in the program? Yeah, well, so I'm going to be delicate with how I answer this, too. It felt like after Bob Stoops retired and Lincoln Riley took over and had a year to kind of put his mark on the program, it just seemed as if that open door that was there during the Stoops era kind of closed a little bit, right? Um practices became like Fort Knox and, you know, former players would have to, you know, they were very rarely, if ever invited to events. It was, it, Nick, I don't know how else to say it. And it's not, again, it's not a knock. It's just Lincoln had his way of doing things. And, you know, there wasn't a lot about, I don't want to say the history, but there just wasn't a lot, a lot about the guys that were there. Now to Lincoln's credit, he had a lot of former Sooners on his staff, and obviously that's carried over to Brent Venables, right? Even whenever he left for USC, he took a former Sooner and Brian Odom with him as his linebackers coach. But, you know, it's as soon as Brent Venables was higher, you know, it became a player. It's a player-led program, and that's what Bob Stoops said whenever he was hired. He's like, Oklahoma's always been about the guys. It's always been about our players. And, you know, it was not a shot at Lincoln, but people that had suddenly predicted this doom about Sooner football, it was, hey, Oklahoma football was here before Lincoln Riley, and it'll be here afterwards. And so, yeah, it's a good question, but it was not the most welcoming to former players, even with a handful on staff. Now, I mean, dude, it's, they're everywhere. And it's real. not just on the full-time. You mentioned DeMarco Murray. He's his running backs coach. Jeff Levy, their offensive coordinator, is a former Sooner player. Joe John Finley, their tight ends coach, and a assistant offensive coordinator, essentially former Sooner. Bill Beanbow's been on the staff for like 11 years. It's like he's a Sooner. Uh, if you look at support John Cooper, former Sooner. Rufus Alexander, I mean, all these soul mission guys, three of the four former Sooners. So it, it meant a lot to him, Nick, to get that back and, and to make it a player-led program. And that's what he was um, 
that's what he's done, and that's what you've seen. So, yeah, they've been very involved. A couple more before we let you go. I, I know you got a busy day ahead, and you're making your way to Lincoln here in the next couple of days. Uh, Chris right. Plank of Sooners Radio Network hanging out with us here on, on a Thursday. When we talk about Oklahoma in recent years, I guess defense isn't one of the first things that comes to your mind. It's the offense. It's the high-powered right. offense. <laughs> you got Kyler Murray. You have C.D. Lamb, Jalen Hurts after Alabama, Caleb Williams, all these guys and this high-powered offense. But I want to read off a couple statistics that I'm sure you know, but I want to make sure our, our listeners are aware of before, before Saturday's game. Now, through two games, Oklahoma's defense has allowed an average of eight points per game, 11.5 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks per game, and they're only allowing 3.9 yards per play. I, I mean, is this just how much of a step forward has the Sooners defense taken in the, in the short amount of time that Brent Venables and I, I believe Ted Roof ha, has been there? Yep. So I'm going to cut the interview off right here. We're going to go to a quick break, and when we come right back, we'll have the rest of the interview with Chris Plank right here on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to The Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of The Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. 